One of the nice thing about RxBlue is, first of all, the, the way their system is hosted, it's, it's cloud-based. You don't have to worry about the massive amount of backup issues that we have. So you can actually put your pharmacy anywhere. And unfortunately, in today's climate, you know, whether you have a hurricane or a tornado or a storm or COVID and you have to move your operation or shrink your operation, they enable you and allow you to move your operation at a moment's notice. You are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the RX Blue Cloudcast, your pharmacy software business partner, providing the benefits of an all-inclusive cloud pharmacy management solution in Soul Blue Ocean Company. The RX Blue experience is dedicated to helping independent pharmacies prosper through Pharmacy Concierge Client Care, which provides the service and support beyond what you deserve, all the while continuing to empower your pharmacy's operations. RX Blue believes pharmacists need streamlined workflow, intelligent software, and intuitive user interface management that utilizes current cloud technology. With the increasing power of the internet, pharmacies using RxBlue are now more data and natural disaster secure while being able to connect from anywhere 24-7, 365 days per year. This is the RxBlue Cloudcast. We're different, we're better, and we're ready to help you prosper as a pharmacy owner. Please join us in today's episode. Here's a quote from a former senior vice president of pharmacy operations of Welldyne. Mr. Mike W., he says, I've worked with Randy Ward on multiple pharmacy automation projects over the past 20 years. When I was evaluating or implementing automation, I looked to Randy for his expertise and integrity. Something about the Pharmacy Podcast Network from a pedigree perspective is myself. My name's Todd Urie. I'm the founder of the very first podcast about the pharmacy profession. And I came into the pharmacy industry working with technology, working with automation. APIs, the software interfaces between the pharmacy management system and maybe a packaging system. So those kinds of testimonials mean something to me because I know the time that it takes to build a software program and system that works the way that the pharmacist and the team and the technicians and the workflow needs it to work. It's one thing to be a great programmer and God bless our programmers, they're amazing people. But if you don't understand what your customer needs from their perspective, all the designing and all the workflow that you thought was brilliant as you were doing your Ruby on Rails content writing and software writing and putting things together in database management, you've lost because the pa the patient, which is your patient, uh, the pharmacist, the pharmacy owner, uh, can't get the most out of your systems. and. Part of your systems is, a, is, is part of what Randy has done for years, and that is helping to design better structure and better fixtures and better um, operations consulting in, in order to leverage your staff and get more out of your staff because we all know you're being pressed as pharmacy owners and operators to do more with less. And then with the DIR fee world, you're being stolen from later after everything's been said and done. So... I have uh, Randy with me now, and I want to welcome you to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Right. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show today. So your company is RxWorks. Uh, how did you start a company that focused on fixtures, operations, clean rooms, um, even workflow uh, design? How, how did you get into that? Because that's a very specific segment 
of of the world of engineering of software and more likely of healthcare and you you fill a very very special spot in pharmacy yeah i think one of the things that we try to really pride ourselves is being customer centric and a lot of my clients over the last 25 30 years have always come to us with problems or concerns in the industry where they no longer find one company that does it all or they find that the companies that they choose to partner with don't always come up with the right solution and they end up settling for second best. And they have some great input. And what you elaborated on in your opening remarks is perfect, right? If, if people don't go out into the field, meet their customers, see what they need and get an understanding of what they actually need versus trying to sell them something, um, that's where the industry is lacking. And I, and I think our little company here has fit that void very well. I agree. And I think it's the uh, specificity and exacts and the type of attention that you're giving a pharmacy operator without cookie cuttering, you know, um, some of the solutions really means something to these operations. These operations has trans have transformed. It's not the way it was when I entered in, in, you know, 17 years ago, or you, you know, being around anyone being around more than five years, things have drastically changed. And, and they continue to change in this market space yeah, exactly. right now that, you know, the state boards have lessened the requirements for pharmacists to have to touch a prescription to hand it to the patient alone, right? Because of COVID, because of the constraints and because of labor issues. Um, so in, in, it's a great and exciting time. Uh, our company has been extremely busy. We have not stopped traveling during COVID because people are trying to do more with less. Um, when you have some of your biggest customers who half of their labor staff are, you know, tested positive and on a two week furlough, you have to find ways around this. And, and I think that's been um, a bit of a blessing during the whole COVID part is that a lot of companies have come out with new products that have changed the industry. Um, and I think now that that part has been given to entrepreneurs and companies to run with these changes, it's going to be very hard for the state boards and the national boards to pull some of this technology back and control it. You have a really interesting team that has pedigree in pharmacy operations as well. Um, Scarlett Eckert is part of your team. Dr. Dr. Eckert really focuses on clean room, regulatory compliance and design. Terry uh, Kurtz and Bob uh, Mandick, you have a really strong team. As someone who's building a team that had to be so micro focused, how how did you build out that team to to assure that your customers are getting the right services that they're looking for as uh, pharmacy owners and operators? Well, I, I and and you're right. I, we do have some wonderful associates with RX Works, um, and with that comes a lot of experience, uh, decades of pharmacy experience. I mean, for a small company, we, if we, I'd hate to say it, if we added up all our years, it'd be probably a couple hundred years of experience. Um, but the thing we try to focus on again is customer centric. We try to listen to the customer, understand, and we may not be the best fit, or we may not have the best solution or product for them, or we can't find the best product. But the biggest thing is, I think, the integrity of being honest and upfront and not trying to be a sales machine um, is probably what's given us probably the, be the best reputation that we can ask for. So let's talk about pharmacy software. When I opened, I was talking about my experience in selling an institutional pharmacy management system and how important the consultant was to tap into so that if we didn't have the um, scalability and at the time we really didn't as a small team 
that were that were designing software, but then also selling and supporting software, we didn't sometimes didn't have the ability to send somebody out to San Diego or Austin, Texas, or you know Colorado, or somebody could fly out and marry the new technology with the existing workflow, or at least change or you know make a, a new workflow in order to kind of marry both operations and software. And if you don't do that, you might be you might not be effective as a pharmacy operations for years using a complex pharmacy software program. So why work with an organization like RX Blue? What was it about the cloud technology that that was like wow? That this was something different that you you could really uh, sink um, your your expertise into. Well, one of the nice thing about RX Blue is first of all the the way their system is hosted, right? It's it's cloud based. You don't have to worry about um, the massive amount of backup issues that we have. So you can actually put your pharmacy anywhere. And unfortunately, in today's climate, you know, whether you have a hurricane or a tornado or a storm or COVID and you have to move your operation or shrink your operation, they enable you and allow you to move your operation at a moment's notice. So that that is in itself is a huge positive as far as the redundancy of having their system hosted by them that you can set up shop one day in one location if something happens you're on the fly and you're moved and you're just somewhere else the next day um, that is a big plus plus the the willingness um, one of the things that you know we talked briefly about is how do you get access to all of this in in the software world today it is so nice that you can have the web meetings and team meetings and podcasts and get all this information and then to execute it. I've, I've found companies that the size are the size of RX Blue can really react quickly to your needs and concerns. And I think that's that's why I'm, I'm kind of gravitated to them as one of the companies we recommend for people to seriously look at. Let's talk about the most important factor in all this, regardless of how wonderful wonderful a pharmacy software program is, what do you see technology that's advanced like this, especially from an infrastructure perspective and management and hosting? And then you see the world of workflow and how your team actually helps to accentuate and improve the operations of one of your clients. And you kind of start, you know, putting these jigsaw pieces together. What's the outcome for the patients? How does this impact patient care? Well, First and foremost, it's always about safety. Um, I mean, pharmacists, if that should be their number one priority. And, and I'm pretty sure every one of the pharmacists listening today would agree with that. The second thing is the, the pressure in order to have a successful pharmacy now, you have to do more with less. So you have to find a partner that enables you to put the safety checks in place. It's no more accepted that you can just scan a prescription, fill it, put it in a bottle and hand it to somebody and say, you checked it. You have to have documentation. You have to be able to produce status trails of who entered the prescription, who filled it, who verified it, who packaged that prescription, who gave it out at will call, um, or whether it was delivered by a driver and what time was it delivered and who signed for it. So as, as we become such an instant knowledge of or instant information you're always looking and craving nowadays 
RX Blue is one of those companies that have met the criteria of saying, hey, we can provide those status trails. We can also send fax signals and multiple or emails in multiple languages and text messages all the way through this whole process. So every status trail is documented, but if you wanted to let your customers know that, yes, you received the pharmacist pharmacy prescription that was transferred in from somewhere else, you could send them a text. If you wanted to let them know is filled, you could send them an email. If you wanted to let them know the prescription is on its way, you could do a robo call with your pharmacy's number on it. So these technologies are really enabled smaller companies that have the robust and the power that RX Blue has to really accelerate the world of pharmacy and automation and workflow. So let's talk about that a little bit more. And what I mean is from your experience as an organization that is uh, is needing to work with other pharmacy systems, and this is in institutional pharmacy in that setting is much different than strictly a community versus a community pharmacy that's picked up senior care lives over the years and now has a significant part of their business that is serving either a nursing home or a skilled nursing center or another institutional space you've kind of been able to blend in and see it all so i'm wondering you know without ever naming names because all software providers in our space are doing a, a terrific job and i think they're trying very hard but we know that certain systems rise to certain occasions that others don't. And I think a lot of that comes with customization and, and also customer service. But what about the independent retail and the closed door central fill business providers or the specialty pharmacy providers? What kind of stands out to you about the system working best with your organization's workflow designs and operation efficiency? Um, got a lot of a lot of questions you've thrown out there. So, so part of the issue that I've seen in the market space now, and the and and it's got several acronyms, whether it's PMS, pharmacy management software, pharmacy software systems, host systems. Um, all of these names really fall down into is how are you processing prescriptions and what system are you using? Um, I know 20 years ago, there was probably 300 different systems in the US, right? There were several mom and pop pharmacies that ran off their own systems that maybe had five or six users. Um, and then some of the bigger systems that were out there. Through equity groups and mergers and acquisitions, there are probably, it's probably lucky to be over 30 of those systems now on the market. And I would guess that next year, there's probably gonna be three or four less of those even through mergers and acquisitions and companies retiring software and forcing customers to other platforms. And I think those are the things that hurt our industry uh, because when an equity group or somebody gets forced to another platform, they lose some of the nuances that the reason they had that first software initially. And so again, it's, it's not necessarily that the equity groups are bad, but when they buy a product and decide to make it a cash cow and not invest money or infrastructure into it, and the only time you see changes is if they get hundreds of requests from the customers, I think that's that's the negative on the side of the industry when you see these mergers and acquisitions. So addressing your question about where is everything going, I think that's where you need to find companies that can design or give you customization. So if you're negotiating, and I often... Um, mention this with my clients as we sit down and negotiate with a lot of these PMS vendors, ask for the world, ask for hours of customization up front, 
get, you know, preload on a buy if possible at a discounted price, because you know, there's not one shoe in the pharmacy industry that's going to fit everybody comfortably. That's a great way to put it because it's very true. Um, even two side-by-side -side community pharmacies are going to operate slightly different than another, especially with 21,000 community pharmacies that are independently owned throughout the country and then another six to twelve hundred that are specialty and then another twelve hundred to sixteen hundred that may be institutionally you know focused long-term care pharmacy focused it's and then put in the compounders the strict compounders the sterile compounders this is and then the hospital system so it's it's definitely it's definitely a, a sector of healthcare that you have to pay attention to the very specific nuances that are needed to accentuate the team and the workflow and the operations and efficiencies. So and you add COVID vaccinations into that now, right? And other vaccinations that are probably going to be coming down as we see the landscape change for pharmacy and what they can and can't do for their communities. Um, one thing that you touched based on as well is the flexibility of these small community pharmacies is amazing because they realize they can't be all things to all people, but they really can help distribute the medications to their patients in the format and the way they like. And so you see more um, patients migrating to either blister card type technology, small add-ons into these community pharmacies or pouch packaging into these community pharmacies, along with your standard amber vial that you've been getting, you know, that your grandmother used to get. So um, I think as these small independent pharmacies start carving out these niches and finding whether it's some compounding they can add in there, um, again, is that software package that they purchased or looking or that partner going to be able to help incorporate all that automation and that workflow? Um, it's, you know, a lot of people used to buy automation because they thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And I used to kind of lecture my customers to say, be careful what you buy because it, you don't want to turn it into rush hour. It's great if you can count prescriptions fast out of a robot and fill them. But if you don't know where that prescription is, you're right back to square one, you know? So after years of preaching workflow and design, a lot of my customers would actually call me back up and go, you know, Randy, you were hundred percent right. If I had to make a choice between workflow and software on workflow and automation, I would always take the workflow because I never lose a prescription. Um, and, and, and the analogy I used to paint for people, it's like rush hour, right? It's great to have a robot to put prescriptions out there, but if you get a hundred prescriptions sitting on the counter and you're looking for Randy Ward's prescription, you're still picking them up one at a time. Whereas if you can systematically and plan it and incorporate automation into a workflow queue and know where everything is, that's really, you know, the Shangri-La of pharmacy. <laughs> Randy, that makes me think of, you know, while you're here and talking about workflow, what over the years, what do you see as kind of like the top one, two, even three mistakes that pharmacy operations make with uh, status quo workflow, the way things are? Um, I think a lot of times, like medication, um, I'm a big proponent of not producing a label until you actually get an appropriate barcode scan off the stock bottle. And I think there's still, um, pharmacy host systems out there that do some tech checking, but it is still possible for them to pre-print a label, put it in a basket, mix up a label, label the wrong vial, 
And then when it gets to the pharmacist, if the pharmacist is in a hurry or, or behind schedule, they'll look at that pill and that bot in that amber bottle and say, yeah, it looks like a white round pill and it could be a yellow pill. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of not printing labels until you actually scan the correct stock bottle of the product you have in your hand before you count pour, pour for technicians. Um, and then that goes all the way through the back end of the pharmacy as far as either in will call or delivery. You need to make sure that the order, if a patient has five items, that only those five items are in that bag. That patient is only picking up those five items. So those checks and balances of scanning and make sure that order is complete and that those are the five items that belong to that patient, right? You don't want to just have somebody scan five items and say there's five in there. You want to make sure all those patients are part of that order and that name, date of birth, and the uh, NDC all match to that order. So those are the two things I think I've seen that our challenges have been in the past, and there are still some challenges out there um, for some host systems. I think of major storms and disruptions to um, entire areas. Uh, the the storm that just took place in Kentucky, and God bless all those people that had to be part of the historic historic set of. Um, of how many tornadoes came in and the one lasted for 227 miles. And so I, I think of Kentucky, for example, I think of community pharmacies that were probably in that pathway and the destruction that was laid and how the pharmacy systems that were what I grew up with when I was young, which were premise-based and not cloud-based, um, the problems that are going to be um, you know, experienced based on being wiped out because I remember the days when I was in pharmacy software, we were always encouraging our customers and clients to make sure they do the tape backup. And um, what the uh, RX Blue system does is that doesn't matter. It's it's still being stored, and it is if you have internet connectivity on a laptop, you could begin you know doing some of your work. And so in modern technology and in the way that you design workflow. How are you sensitive to two things? Number one, disasters, like we just pointed out, very real. And number two, um, pandemics and major things that are going to happen either nationally that's going to change workflow or uh, maybe regionally. Maybe it's just a region uh, that's affected by workflow. But what are you, what are you doing to help uh, mitigate the risk of workflow bringing down an operation based on on your consultancy and flexibility. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, and it's it was a tragedy and prayers are out to the people in Kentucky and the other states that were impacted with that horrific tornado. And hopefully the independent pharmacies that were there do have something other than the old tape backup, which several of us used to encourage, you know, don't wait. Um, as the as cloud-based systems and off-prem, you know, AWS and some of these other uh, larger um, farm networks, you could buy your own backups and off offshoot them offline. So that's been that's been a huge plus in the industry, the ability to house your data other than in the four walls of your pharmacy. Um, to get a pharmacy back online, um, you know, it's it's never easy when you go through something like that. But if you have the data and you have the patient's profile, you can at least get prescription medications ordered from transfer that to another prescription, you know, another pharmacy that wasn't impacted, or possibly, you know, there are, I'm sure that 
people are showing up with medications, but at least you can print out the patient's medication and they can take it and get it filled at a Red Cross site or how are they set up for medications. But we did some work. I remember when um, some of the hurricanes came through in Louisiana, we were able to, through cloud backup and workflow software, um, one of the things I look at software for workflow is the flexibility. So when the hurricanes came through in Louisiana, some of the pharmacies were wiped out, much like what's going on in Kentucky. We were able to take their workstation and set it up in a trailer and move drugs into that trailer um, and really put two people in that trailer and able to fill prescriptions. Um, so I look at kind of like the accordion effect in work pharmacy workflow. On your busiest day, if you have 20 people in a pharmacy and all of them are tethered to a workstation, that's wonderful. You're, you're producing scripts and you've got a safe workflow going and you're knocking out the volumes that you need to succeed. But when devastation hits, you want to be able to say, can I take my workflow and condense it into two workstations so that only two people can do the same work with the same safety checks in place to produce prescriptions. And I think that's something to look at seriously, whether you're an independent uh, or even a hospital or anywhere in the country, because um, you don't know what event's gonna impact your pharmacy, whether you know sickness like or, or COVID um, or a natural disaster. But if you have that capability to fill prescriptions on your busiest day, whether you're doing you know, 500 a busy day or 5,000, but if you can get two people in there or one person and you still can do all those safety checks with the workflow that you have in a temporary location, knowing you're doing the prescription safe, I think that's the thing to look at. So let's talk about um, the future of pharmacy, community pharmacy, institutional pharmacy. What, what major changes are you seeing that you think are making a, a pretty significant impact and just uh, any of your insights to, um, you know, 2022 in the, in the state of pharmacy? Well, I, I think one of the blessings for pharmacy um, was the ability that they could roll out the COVID vaccines and get paid for it. Um, I've always been a proponent that independent pharmacists should have a way to track their hours and be reimbursed from health companies and health insurance for the amount of CEs and time a pharmacist spends in their profession, they should be rewarded for it. So I would love to see in the future, and I believe if healthcare still continues to go in this way, doctors are getting harder to see. I think more and more uh, healthcare can be pushed to our pharmacist. Um, we would have to develop some items in our workflow so that we can track their consulting time, track the amount of time they're on the phone with the patients. So I do believe that's going to be an aspect in the future, maybe not in the near future, but I think within the next three to five years, that is going to be very important. Um, and then I believe that on the other side of that is we kind of touched briefly on it is that as these pharmacies morph and change to offer more solutions to their patients, giving these smaller pieces of automation to these customers or allowing these independent pharmacies to share an automation so that they can give their customers the medication in the preferred method they want when they want it. So whether you have a independence, couple of independents bonding together to do a spoken hub that one of them can do pouch, one can do bingo, and one can do blister, um, you know, or, you know, they can do the old opus boxes or whatever it is. But if we can give those opportunities to these smaller independents that they can share some resources, I think that was one thing. Um, and I also am seeing this a lot that, 
you're seeing some of these health systems, these smaller health systems bond together and share their resources. And I think that's going to be a big successful model. You don't have to have 25 hospitals in your network. You can have two or three. You can set up, again, a hub and spoke system. You could do a centralized for your inpatient, outpatient. You can track all those resources and your inventories so that you can actually fill the prescriptions in a timely manner and share that cost among your whole health system. Randy, this has been a great conversation. So appreciate your insights because that's why we do these interviews. We want to make this uh, this world and, and this uh, industry better for our pharmacists and our pharmacy owners. If you're listening, uh, Randy's contact information will be in the show notes. You can find his organization at rxworks.com. That's rxworks, W-O-R-K-Z.com. Uh, and uh, Randy, this has been terrific. We really appreciate the partnership and sponsorship of the RX Blue team. A shout out to Vince. He was uh, ranked as one of pharmacy's 50 most influential uh, business professionals and professionals in pharmacy because people voted for him because of his very specific attention that he gives to his uh, to his customers. And I think uh, a lot of that, I like uh, peer reviewed award systems where it's your it's your actual family that's telling you if you're doing a good job or not. So with that, I just want to say thank you so much. And um, we we hope to maybe have you back at a, at a future date as well. Um, thank you so much. I know we covered a lot of subjects, uh, a pretty broad stroke. And if you ever have any specific questions or any topics that I can help you with, please don't hesitate to reach out. You have a wonderful audience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing more with them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, 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 oh,